Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Pearl, and I'm here with Kenyon, and we're just sitting down to have a chat over coffee. This was good coffee, though. Nice. There's like stroop at the bottom. Yeah. Just too much. <laughs> it's all melted. Yes. I think it will work, though, because, like, yeah, the blue mic by me doesn't seem to be messing with you. Yeah. Like, when you take, or take, when you talk, it's mostly just picking up that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'll do like this, and then. That's my mic, like, I'm in a show. There you go. Hi, folks. We're talking about the weather. Oh, I made a great joke to Trevin last night. We were, uh, well, I sold him my Xbox One uh, for, like, 50 bucks because I'm, like, it was under the bed. And so <laughs> he asked me about uh, cloud gaming, and yeah. I was, like, I don't know. I never did any cloud gaming before. But I was trying to play Ghost Recon with cloud gaming, which I was, like, this is an old game. But I guess it's a little graphics heavy. I okay. wasn't sure. Uh, anyway, I played it and it was shit. It was like awful. Like it kept doing a thing where the screen would like glitch and then it would just go and replace the screen with the new image. But I'm oh, like, man. that is not good for any game. Like if no. you're on a platformer, you'd miss your jump. If you're on a shooter, you're dead. Like no matter what you do, it sucks. So I, I told him, weather update, cloud gaming sucks. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and he was like, that's great. <laughs> but I was like, I thought you'd appreciate the joke. Because it was bad. It was horrible. But maybe, I mean, it is in beta. But I'm like, why can't we do this here? Oh, also the other thing. Cloud gaming, my little pea brain didn't think about it. But it uses a lot of bandwidth uh, to send the game to you. Yeah. So it's like, it's not ideal for anything. Because if uh, you were online gaming, you'd just be laggy as shit. So, like... Do you still have to, like, download the game onto your... Nope, that's stuff? the golden part. Oh. You don't have to download it, you just hop into a game immediately. Okay. But I don't think that's actually good, because the quality's shite, and also, it's buggy-laggy whole time. What's and, the point of that? Yeah, you, like, super need, um, what's it called, like, fiber. Yeah. To make that even, like... Hashtag not in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not they yet. do have fiber, but this is where the rich people are, so, you know. They were... They were... They posted something during the summer here about at my house. Doing it. Yeah, they were like, "We're gonna do construction on your street for yeah. putting in fiber," and I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Like, You're like, can I have this for free? I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I feel like if you if you were in the ideal situation, and you also had like a really nice PC or maybe the best Xbox, which they're kind of the same level. One just doesn't yeah. do discs. So it's got to be the internet that's slowing it down. Right. Um, in which case, again, Idaho would be like that. So it could just be that my internet sucks, but I was like, don't even waste time with cloud gaming. No. Because yeah. I do At this get, point, yeah. At this point, <laughs> so bad. It looked like a, a slideshow would go, and I was like, am I playing Fallout 3? Because, you oh know, the God. loading screens. That's what it was like. It was horrible. So, yeah. Loading each individual frame one by one oh, at dial up. So dial bad. Up I turned around and it was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was totally like dial up, download a photo. You're like, it's just like the level of <laughs> data that we're sending. We're we're at the dial up phase of cloud gaming. Yes. So someday it will be iconic, but at the moment it is sadly sorely bad. <laughs> it's sad so, that we don't have like a fun. Bitter, bitter, bitter. Yeah, yeah. Now we don't even sound get a sound. Yeah. We don't even get a sound for it. Like, I, yeah, I did. However, I do like the cloud gaming feature where you can like do it on your iPad. That's cool, and I have used that nice. since my GF does not want me to game when she's home. 
I can sit on the couch and put the iPad and just play with my wireless controller. That's cool. That feature is nice, but it is also laggy if you're playing like a really nice game. So you have to kind of be realistic. Yeah. Like I played The Sims and it worked, but I don't know about any shooters. I haven't downloaded I know you need to do it. It's free. And then our coworker downloaded it. She bought seasons, and I was like, "Yes," because they go on sale, and that's when you gotta snap. You gotta snag them because, like, an expansion for The Sims is horribly, like, forty bucks for the, like the big ones. But like then when they go half off, yeah, when they go half off. I'm like twenty dollars. Oh, how much I've spent on The Sims is a bad topic. <laughs> we shouldn't because I own most all like the major expansions, and if you add all of that together, it's horrid. Like one of the paychecks, I spent like eighty seven dollars just on Sims expansion packs. Uh, Why is my life better? Probably not. But they were on sale at that <laughs> point, right? Yes. Yeah. But not all of them because yeah. there's some that I wanted that weren't on sale, and I was like. <sighs> just gotta do it and lately i'm just making like little transient sims they're just like these dude sims that i make they're generic and then i make them max their wellness and i just make masseuse sims because i like that (laughs) they they, like when you get to level 10 of wellness you can kind of like well not kind of you 100 percent can like teleport from one spot to the other in the same section and that's just fun i just like that so i make these little wellness sims all the time I don't know why. That's my kick. And then my other kick, my other kick is bad building on console because it's really bad. I I know they try because it's EA. Well, actually, that doesn't mean they try. <laughs> Never mind. I take like that. <laughs> they, they try to scam us. That's what they try. No, but yeah. I. And they're good at it. <laughs> building is horrible on console, and it's not necessarily even their fault though, because like from PC, you get the top-down view, and you're just throwing walls. You're like the fastest construction company ever. And then for some reason on console, they do like the sticky wall thing that they normally do. So when you put up a wall, it's easier to make drag the next wall. Yeah. Yes, but dragging and dropping on a Xbox is awful and I hate it. Yeah. So I just cheat. I just go on the gallery and I take other people's homes and I just throw it down and then I there modify it. I'll be like, eh, I don't like how it's decorated. So I redecorate everything, but I'll just get people's uh, homes and then make them a skeleton. Just rip off the building shape and yeah. then redecorate. I think that's, that's basically how Amy plays it, too. Yeah. It's yeah. like... Sometimes... Yeah. I Maybe I'm a bad architect, but a good designer. It could be that, because, <laughs> like, my houses just end up being squares, and I don't like it, how they look. And so I like to grab abstract-looking buildings, throw them in, and then remake it. And be like, this was a house, but it looked like cafe. Right. So we're going to strip everything out of here. Um, and then I also like to download rooms because you can do the rooms from the gallery mm-hmm. and i just take other people's designs sometimes i'm just a thief no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but sometimes when i get to the juicy parts yeah, yeah i'll sometimes grab a room take everything they decorated with usually the room will be just a small living room take everything out of there put it in a bigger living room and add to it but i like the concept they have so it's kind of like copying the style but I'm not exactly sure how to do it. So, like, if they do, like, I don't know, a little ranch or cabin, cabin-esque house, grab a cabin room, take everything out, and then be like, what would complement these features? Hashtag interior designer. Yeah. Virtually. <laughs> but everyone, I mean, people can make appointments with them. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the credentials. It's like me and Minecraft, I just like building stuff, and then it's an empty shack. Yeah. But freaking... <laughs> the shape cool, though. Yeah. Like I love yeah. designing like 
houses and like wait this is the room for this or whatever what you mean the opposite you can build the architectural part and then have a giant empty house like mega church-esque giant empty house and then i'll just fill it there we go there we go okay construction company (laughs) first business uh yeah yeah yeah. first business pitch on podcast that like millionth one we've made but it's fine yeah (laughs) um but it I don't know. I really like the sandbox stuff. And sometimes sandbox games get hate because people are like, that's a baby game. But I'm like, uh, or are you just kind of creative and you like the outlet part? Because yeah. it really depends for people. Also, I'm not very competitive either. So I'm pretty bad at like a lot of online games because I just am not competitive enough. I don't care to fight hard enough to win something. Right. I'm like, eh. So, yeah, the creative stuff I feel like is more fun. Or I also like RPGs because I like the story. It's like you're reading a book, hashtag interactive book, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Right, but it's cool because the story is what's gripping there. And then the battle, like, I actually like how, uh, what's it, Bioware for, like, Mass Effect and Dragon Age, etc. They uh, let you pick like the easy modes and stuff but one of them is literally like theater or something it's literally like you mostly like the cutscenes and story you don't care as much about battle so they make the fights easier because you really want the story and i like that feature because like i could see that being in a lot of games like red dead redemption has a great oh, story yeah. all of the games so but specifically two is the one i played most recently obviously so for two i could see them making it not that difficult and the first time i play any game i usually do like regular i never do hardcore because i'm like i want the story here especially yeah. if it's rockstar yeah it's like you what? gotta do like a playthrough to like enjoy the yeah the story. and you learn the mechanics again which rockstar uses the same so it's not as bad but like with uh dragon age and all that they update they overhaul everything well in my opinion they overhaul like the combat a lot of times they change little features about it and then so you have to relearn that but i don't mind that and i like that it gives you the option to be like do you just want the story out of this because for some people yeah they just want the story more than even like action stuff you know they don't really care so yeah I like that. But it is like reading. To me, <laughs> it's like reading, but it's pretty cool. But I guess that's... I also like the um, Life is Strange and all those. Yeah. It's all like those, somewhere like, between a movie and a book. Yeah, and a comic. Like, a comic. the action and everything. But I just... I don't know. I feel bad because a lot of people, they hate on the sandbox. They don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's interesting to, like, it's got something different for everybody. Yeah. It's like, let's make a personality typing system that's based on, like... <laughs> what games do you like? Yeah. Yeah, it's well... Like, what do you get out of The neat games? thing with that, too, is I've been noticing stuff that I just didn't about, like, um, even with Xbox, but, like, their liking system and their watch list system is algorithmic, and I never spent the time to actually like and review the games I played. But they will recommend games to you based on the ones you like, which is obvious, but yeah. I never spend the time actually liking games and reviewing them. Right. So it's, it's like, like they are trying to find my shit and you're like, fix it. Yeah. yeah. But like they, they are trying to make it so they can recommend what you like to you. I just don't ever use the feature. So it's pretty funny. So I just don't do it. I guess that makes sense. It's like everybody wants some data uh-huh. collection. Yeah. But yep. like yeah, I'll take some good game recommendations. Right, and it's better than going to GameStop. Just yeah. kidding. Like, <laughs> just just like, period. Our podcast is actually about how we hate GameStop. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, I don't like GameStop a lot of the time because it's like, 
oh, okay, okay, let me see. The way it is, is bad. Like, you go in, you're not happy to be there. And the workers look sad. And they probably don't make enough. Maybe that's why, which is not an insult to them. It's an insult to a mega corporation that can afford to pay workers and doesn't. Yeah. But, like, uh, maybe also because I'm a girl. You go into GameStop and it's just strange already. And if you <laughs> ask them for game recommendations, they're like, maybe you should, like, buy a Switch and play Animal Crossing. And you're like, okay, but I also like AAA titles, too. Like, I like everything. Yeah. I just, it's what I'm in the mood for. And also, Sandbox, like, that's the other thing. People are like, Animal Crossing, not stressful. I'm like, what? Uh, Yielding crops? That's hard. Do you know what the chores <laughs> yeah. situation is at my yeah. apartment? Like, I'm like, hello? <laughs> but, uh, but even with that, I'm like, okay, so I'm a girl, so you know what I like immediately. Instead of me just telling you the games I've played that I enjoy, or literally just ask what developers do you like. That too. Yeah. But again, they might not care that much. So, like how we don't even have it. I'm just rambling about games. But, it's good. Yeah. It's like when we're talking at work. We're I like, know. We need to just record a podcast. Pretty it's like, much. This is what it is. Pretty much. Um, the topics are vast. I was just thinking about gaming because we gamed yesterday. Yeah. And I hadn't played Minecraft in a long time. And the fact that they updated it so many times so much. Yeah. like the axolotls hello i didn't even know they were in there and they're adorable so and i love that i love that's one thing i really do like about sandbox games too though is it seems the developers care a little more than just your regular AAA. they're yeah. gonna spend time um i mean obviously minecraft's huge now so you know it's yeah. different like but for, at this point <laughs> right but for like i know even like stardew valley and stuff people talk about how it gets love and care because it's like they loved the game they made and sometimes when you're playing a brand new game you don't feel that and i think that's what makes uh, a developer stand out because i feel like rockstar does that too like yeah. with how many easter eggs there is the world feels immersive and i like ubisoft but everybody knows that they have that problem where yeah. it's like they kind of feel dead like you go in the world and you don't feel like it's interactive yeah you just kind of feel like it's empty that's interesting because i was like starting to think about like how it seems like sandbox games just adding a small feature can you know you can figure out all the different ways you can use it and like yeah. create with it and that would be fun to like from a design standpoint would be the most fun thing to like interact with in different situations right well minecraft is great at that because they'll oh, yeah. give you like they'll give you one new like element yeah a type of block one new one that you could do anything with yeah like bunch of different features and i love that and i think some of the triple a games lack that because they're like we want you to progress through the story or we yeah. want you to enjoy our multiplayer and use micro microtransactions <laughs> but you know they want you to like do different things versus some games take pride in what they're doing and they're like just keep enjoying our game i don't know i also kind of suck because you know there's some people that are just like that's an office person that's the office girl who just rewatches it again and again i do that with games if i really like them i'll just keep playing them again and again yeah. like skyrim i've had on every single platform beat it too many times but i do like it and i think it's immersive yeah and it makes me sad because i know like bethesda's bought out now so like we're gonna we don't even know what we're gonna get for any of the new games we have no idea but I think that's also why I liked the OG Fallouts is because yeah. they had a similar thing to sandbox games where like the lore was rich and the story was rich and they gave you tiny features that you liked yeah. um, versus like just a basic any shooter game. Yeah, they don't like, really do that. They don't. There's not really lore. <laughs> yeah. And like 
the degree that it's like how linear it is too yeah it's like i don't know like those open world games like skyrim you can have you could still play the game linearly if you want like just go for like the main mission or whatever but like getting sidetracked and like experiencing it from like different angles and like I don't know. There's like so many different like paths that you can take, and I feel like right. that's kind of like what makes those games enjoyable. Yeah, well, and some people probably dog on me because some of the shooters have story modes too with like rich stories, and I just don't know them because I don't play them. I know that's why I like Far Cry games is because they are shooters, but they're like exploration shooters. It's not about yeah. online multiplayer. It's about the story that comes with it, and I like that, which is really all in all this is to say I like sandbox and RPG games the most, but it could also just be because, like, mad ADHD. (laughs) I don't want to focus on a dumb match that lasts 10 minutes. I don't care about that. I want to be in a story. I want to be immersed. I want to be transported into another reality, right? I like that part, and you... It's like people that also like 2K and Madden, and they just play football games, like... Eight hours and you're like how did you do that like i can't there's nothing to do like there is that's the game but right. for me i'm like this is boring i just want to run off the field and throw a football at somebody's head and they're like <laughs> yeah. that's not the point like how do i get out of the map that's yeah. like literally yeah. what it becomes yeah and that's or, like super interesting too like thinking about oh how is this game structured and like kind of relating that to like the structure of the world that we're we have to live in too yeah it's like that structure is set up in a very specific way to get to certain places in life or like to be held to like culture standards and stuff yeah. like that but in a video game it's like it's all out the window and right. you can do like whatever the fuck you want and right. like whatever path you go down there's not really kind of like discouragement from that and in yeah. fact like you know there's rewards at the end of like any path that you take so it it can also be like i saw a study but i can't reference it so i'll have to find it we can we can bring it back i'll reference it next time they're talking about how a lot of people in the female audience of video games lean towards the more creative or sandbox like games so some people don't see them as competitive gamers because they don't like the competition games as much this is obviously not all but generally they like the more creative side but one thing they're talking about is because it's like um you have the ability to do that, to make yeah. your own path. And sometimes women feel disenfranchised by society that they don't get to do that. So it's a way to create the world you want and yeah. build it from the ground up. And in that world, there isn't the same amount of structure, which I think makes... The other part on this was talking about how it's discouraging in general for female gamers to break into all the competitive games because a lot of times it's just about they're not good enough because they're a girl and it gets tiring to hear that again and again like um so it's both they like to create that world but they also would like to go in a different world um and you can interpret it different right different ways some guys have said oh yeah it's because women like control they want to (laughs) just control everything and it's like or they want to be in a space where they can control something and enjoy it and it's not hurting anyone it's literally just doing that you know to experience that and a lot of times the things they're controlling again crop yielding wow crazy but like i think it's more about creating a world where you can exist how you want to and you're not held back by limits of reality and obviously i don't think women can't do anything i think they can but it is nice to just explore that or like the sims you can live a million different lives it's pretty fun to explore that and even with the sims 
I don't even think it's control based. It's more like alternate reality based because yeah. you don't necessarily control every waking thing your sim does. You can, but usually most of the women I know that play the sims like to explore the different outcomes and realities of a future. It's not like I'm controlling the sim to do everything I want. It's more like I'm sending the sim to college to get a cool degree and you know, it's interesting. It's a whole life. Yeah. So it is interesting to me because even though I said like six times interesting, but <laughs> it's neat because there's different ways to approach it versus some men have the more competitive side. They just want to play a shooter, compete, do the best, win. And then some women want the creative outlet without limitation. Think of the home design you can do in The Sims using premium furniture and everything that you can design it to be amazing. When in your actual house, you can't necessarily do that. So it's just different ways to look at the same thing. Let's go into games and, like, play sandbox games in the most structured and, like, means-to-an-end way. Yeah. And then play uh, shooting and linear games in the most sandbox possible <laughs> There way. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, We're like, gonna upset go. the structure of each <laughs> one. Play a shooter game like a... and try to find the end of the map every time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... I also think it's different people. It's the creative aspect. I got a video on my TikTok that was talking about philosophy. They're talking about how like um they did an experiment with like a naked statue and then they noticed that even the responses you have to a naked statue can tell you or they can tell the person doing the study what political uh, affiliation you have. Not necessarily Republican or Democrat because that's a mess, but if you're more conservative or liberal yeah just by the interaction with a naked statue yeah and it comes when it comes down to it it's about your ability to be like open to new creative ideas and see it in a philosophical view or see it as a um something more negative where it's like restrictive in a new way people lean more conservative are usually like not really into the naked statues and they don't necessarily understand why it's needed for expression and sometimes they're even offended versus people with the more liberal aspect are like what inspired them to create this thing it's like a totally different mindset and you can bridge the gap when you find your middle ground yeah a good example is to be to debate with someone who's more conservative use the same point they make and spin it in a more liberal way to relate but yeah it's neat because it's the same for me that reminds me of the gaming topic though because it's like for some people they have the creative aspect they want to like grow explore and see and for other people they want to compete neither one is you're a bad person it's just different mindsets yeah yeah now i'm starting to like want to connect it all to like you know like there's politics and like culture gaming art there's like need for structure versus like freedom and fluidity yeah and it's definitely related yeah it's totally that's why i like the topic of it is because i can see how each one can affect the other and it's funny too because like sometimes people with the more rigid structure they like the more rigid games they just follow the habit of the way that they're doing it yeah it's like Um, predictable and you know like i'm going to play this game because i want to feel like this or i want to like burn off some stress or something like that and then when i'm done then i'll go back to like i know mowing the lawn yes yeah yeah. and everyone looks for an escape and the escape is different yeah really so but it's interesting that the more structured person wants the more structured game that's decompressing so then when you look at it through that light it's like oh that makes sense why the other game would not be it'd be too hectic 
they don't want a game that's not predictable because yeah. they want it to be consistent with their life. Yeah. Again, these are generalizations. It's not going to be every person, it's just, it's a but it's a pattern. Place to, or, right. Yeah. Right. Space to play in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space to play in. Space to play in. That'd be one of the dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's but, like pretty neat. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go into like a game that's you have to go and make a bunch of decision decisions if you're maybe making decisions like all day. Yeah. Whereas for me, I see life as constricting as is. Yeah. I see the the natural, real world that I'm connected to as pretty constricting. And everyone can analyze me and debate what that means. But <laughs> when I like to play a game, I like the lack of cons- that constri- the no constraints. In yeah. that game, I'm the dragonborn. I'm going anywhere. If I want someone's cool pants, they're dying. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. so I like there to be no constraints versus somebody else would be like, that's stressful. <laughs> and it's like, okay, different. It's probably similar to music. You know, there's just a different taste and you can't really explain why. Yeah. I wonder if there's like correlation between astrology and the games you play too. I think it'd be really cool. If I had funding to actually do psychological studies. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> oh, in the credentials. I did not go to college. So I have none of it. I don't have... I, yeah. just, I just want somebody else to do this for me, actually. Yeah, exactly. Be like, uh, I have this idea. So... That's all we do. Yeah, literally. It's like, we're just like... We are the think tank. Like, yeah. Anytime I see think tank mentioned, I'm like, what do you do? Like, how do you get into that? Like, yeah. I just want to come up with ideas. Because it's like... You just like what sit around the table and like shoot shit and like yeah you pitch ideas, ideas. Like, literally that's we can call this think tank because that's all we do that'd be pretty yeah. cool yeah. yeah we're in a little aquarium guys but <laughs> it's we've actually been brain. underwater this whole time yeah. so we just have really good sound quality <laughs> <laughs> but really it is cool it's like that would be awesome work for a company and just come up with ideas for them that's all we do is we just sit there. It's probably the ADHD because yeah, we're like, definitely. as we're making a uh, venti mocha for the <laughs> 400th time that day, we're like, what if I wasn't doing this and I worked on a cool marketing team for Cheetos? What would their next slogan be? <laughs> and like, it's like, what would a Cheetos skateboard look like? like yeah. What if? What would a skateboard look like deep fried? Who can I pitch that to for any ad of a fried food place? Like, that's all we do. And we just... how much would I sell it for at yeah. South by Southwest? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I found another girl. I saw her TikTok. She was talking about, dang, they wanted to pay her like 3K for a full design that they would have all the rights to. She was talking about how if you design things, this is ridiculous because they would own the rights to it. She couldn't sell prints. She has no credit. She's selling her soul away. And she told them 15K or not. Because essentially she's like, when you have the luxury of being creative and you're at the point where you can reject things because it's not like survival anymore, you have to think this way because companies just want to use and exploit people. And it's totally true. They will try to buy your art, own it, give you no credit and, and like, I'm like no it's turn horrible. it and make a profit too you know they wouldn't buy it for 15k and not expect to make like 30 plus right K. they yeah. businesses are all about uh the profit they're gonna get for xyz they're gonna put it on shirts they're gonna put it on every fries package right they're yeah. gonna put this everywhere and they want to give you absolutely nothing it's like no way it's not happening so Everybody just make sure if you're creative, don't get exploited because they're trying. They're really, they're trying to exploit every angle. 
Hashtag capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been our capitalism corner. I know. Of the podcast. Yeah. No, we, it's all related though. I think yeah. it's how we talk about things where it circles back to like values who you are intrinsically as a person. And like the structure that we live in and how it's constricting and like, yeah. I don't know if we're also like living in this structure where we're being like, do this specific job in this specific way and we'll pay you this. It's right. Like, but I want to be creative and like make deep fried skateboards. Or yeah. Like, <laughs> or anything or anything. Yeah. Like there's literally people. I was okay. I was in Fred Meyer like a, a couple of days ago. There's a box set for sale for Christmas. You know how they always do those. Yeah. This is literally beer soap. <laughs> like, first of all, beer smells like piss. Why are you trying to smell like piss? <laughs> Second of all, unless it's like bourbon. It's like just you know, but it's or yeah. but it's literally beer. So it was like Bud Light in that. It's not like good <laughs> beer. So but it's it's not like you will smell like fresh barley. It's just been ground. No, it's oh. literally you're gonna smell like bush. First of all, the people that are interested in that already smell like bush. Let me tell you that. First off, <laughs> second off, I'm like, who made this? <laughs> yeah. Like, I could totally be like, why don't we have Mountain Dew soap, Taco Bell? Come on, get <laughs> on it. Like, it's like, like just put it in the bathrooms. Like, people will go there to use the bathroom, like they already do. Baja Blast. But maybe they'll buy a Baja Blast now. Is <laughs> it so like when they take a shower? We want them to be reminded of our fresh soda flavors of Baja Blast. Like. It's yeah. crisp, it's clean. <laughs> Hopefully you don't relate it with the smell of like a toilet that hasn't been flushed in like a day or so. Hopefully you don't relate it with what Taco Bell does to you. This is totally <laughs> about what Baja Blast just smells like. But think about it, there's literally that's a thing. It might even already exist, because like, who knows? Like uh, especially TikTok, you'll just be scrolling and they'll be like, This is me making top tapatio soap scrub and I'm like, Okay, dog, that's cool. Like go for it. it (laughs) They're like, For your achy back and you're like, Okay, I mean I guess don't let it go anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing though, it's just people thinking of it. So one of the reasons I love TikTok is because of that. I know they're data collecting our hearts out of our body but at the same time it's i'm like, like getting so much joy yeah at the yeah. same time i'm like I'm, inspiration i'm glad they recommended this to me really yeah. but yeah it's like i don't know i i think it'd be really cool to work for a company and then just do that just be like hey i'll make crazy ideas you can shoot them down and by the way i have enough confidence that that won't hurt me because i have oh, 10 yeah. lined up yeah. so like we'll just keep firing them out yeah. deep fried skateboard you don't like what about XYZW? You yeah. know, it'd be cool to do that because like I had brand deal partnership with Tony Hawk. Like, yes. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is more your speed, but yeah. Yeah. In the same realm. Um, but if I'm being completely honest, I think the problem with capitalism that we have right now is there's a lot of old people. Yeah. Um, and this is why you get meme ads that are like three weeks way overdue. We're talking this baby's way too developed when it's born because they're just it just takes way too long for them to know what's trending. And it's not old people's fault. They're just, you know, they're kind of stuck in how they are. Yeah. And that's just like waiting on culture to shift. Oh, yeah. Slowly, so slowly. Yeah. Hashtag Starbucks, please. Yeah. Please. I get so mad. That's where I work. (laughs) But I get so mad at Starbucks (laughs) because I'm like, you know. Sometimes their marketing and all that's just out of touch. And I know they have the uh, potential to do greatness, but, you know, it's rough. It's like they're trying and stuff. Yeah. I didn't even... Look at their chat. Or to see if, uh, we lost power at Starbies. <laughs> <Like him laughs> that's, say, hey. that's, <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, I was like, did I even hit record on that thing? I think so. If yes, not, it would it have is. been fine. We're at like 36 minutes. Oh, sweet. We've covered way too many topics all at once. But right. uh, so essentially we have ADHD, so we're going to loop around. But what I want people, the reason I think in loops is because I do think things are connected. I think oh, there's yeah. a natural flow and progression to everything. Like a lot of the people that are creative at the moment are very depressed. Like you can see that in the world. And I think it's because of our consumerism and capitalism that it drains all the artists. If you make art your job, I mean, we're creating something right now, but yeah. if you make something your job, sometimes it just drains you out. And I think it's all related. Like even people getting too much dopamine and serotonin from their tiktok and we get addicted to social media i think it's all related i think we lack human connection and that's what we want the most yeah yeah and like that freedom to like be able to create without pressures to meet like a deadline or right. like you know hit numbers or something like yeah. that and in thinking in loops kind of thing i was like there's an article i sent to you yesterday kind of about like i think it was something about like your dreams being different ways of interpreting things yeah there's like some way that i saw that related to like astrology and i was like oh like this makes sense like just that oh the, the one with the patterns yeah noticing patterns in the environment and like there being something to that whether it's super clear or not it's like you know, our brains are set up for us to recognize patterns. Yeah. Something I was reading, the way it related to, like, dreams was when you're in REM sleep, your brain is making more, like, lateral connections, so things that don't immediately make sense, as opposed to, like, uh, vertical connections, where you're just, like, building on top of the same thing yeah. to get to an end or something like that. Or, you know, making logical connections. That's vertical thinking. But yeah. lateral thinking, like, the way ADHD brings are structured is, yeah. like, we don't have as much of an inhib in <laughs> inhibition on, like, that part of our brain. So it's just kind of, like, how we see the world is, like, yeah. making these, like, off-the-wall connections. Oh, you know, I wonder if that's why I can, like, when it comes to my dreams... I wonder if that's what helps me control my dreams, TBH. Oh, yeah. Because I can definitely interrupt my dreams and intercept things I don't like in my dream. Nice. And I wonder if that has a connection there where it's like, because I think in loops, <laughs> when I'm in the REM state, I can channel that same energy to be it's like, like... If you're living in that day to day, then yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. Because I don't know, I'm in my dreams, if I don't like, like, I've told people this many times, if I'm having a nightmare, I can stop it and be like, you know, I really don't want this at the moment because I am asleep. I can't control anything. So yeah. let's just change the show. Yeah. Like, and so, <laughs> change, change the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know if that's ADHD or also disassociation helps with that. <laughs> Because I can disassociate in my dream from the thing I don't like. I'm like, let's focus on the croissant in the background of the haunted home. Croissants are good. And I can shift. And I'm wondering if that has to do with that kind of mindset. I wonder. Yeah, like, I don't know. After reading that article, I definitely wanted to, like, start working on uh, being able to, like, lucid dream or whatever. Just, yeah, like, that's... thinking about it more in my days so that yeah. I can notice it when I'm asleep. Didn't have any luck last night, but yes. yeah. it's an active process, so we can try. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because of living in a spooky house that I was like able to try to oh, yeah. uh, control that train of thought. But I also do try to be very self-aware of the thoughts I'm having and how it's affecting my day to day too. Now, which I can say when I was younger, I did. that wasn't a thing I even 
thought of like i like i know i went to therapy and they were like essentially my therapist was like like how you actively think about yourself in day-to-day is more constraint that isn't even societal but constraint you put on your own growth and your own self and now that i've been more present with that the lucid dreams continue but i wonder (laughs) if it's all related because it's about being present and even present in my dream i'm present there so i'm trying to get to that like that's a goal for me it's ideal to be kind of zen that's super fucking interesting like right but i'm not trying to be like i'm a master i never should be my student it's just something i'm trying to cultivate because i can see how it helps me in my life like being present even you're having a disagreement with your boss but you are present and maybe they're more emotional the fact that you can level with yourself and be like you know what is happening (laughs) like just go back and be like we're having this disagreement. We can't communicate. They don't see it my way. And they might never see it my way. And it's time to just put the torch out. Yeah. And just be like, I'm going to take a step back. Like, be present with yourself. And I'm not a master. I want to be. But, like, to be able to level with it and just be open and honest, I think that's how you can grow, like, in totally. that. Yeah. And it's related to the other conversation we had about, like, seeking discomfort. Being present helps you do that. You go to a party, you don't know anyone, you're, like, really pressed and stressed out, right? But if you can be present with yourself, level with yourself to be like, oh, in this phase that I'm in, I'm feeling anxious, nervous, confused. I don't know anyone, kind of regret coming, right? Being present with yourself to recognize the emotions, to be like, wait a moment. Last time I went to a party and I didn't know anyone, this is exactly how I felt. But I saw the table of... A couple of people that like were listening to a song I like, or they see my space. And last time when I did this, I was comfortable after about 32 minutes. And then you literally look at your phone, say, this is the time. Will I be comfortable in about 30 or so minutes? And a lot of times you are. Yeah. And that's um, also context for that. This is totally a work in progress for me as well. The same way. Like I used to be very socially anxious And I've been trying to do this being present with myself to be like, these emotions are legitimate. The fear you have is legitimate. Nobody wants rejection. That's scary. However, if you limit yourself, you will never be 30 minutes or comfortable in 30 minutes. Right. You will leave. (laughs) So it's trying to find that Zen state in you to be like, first of all, in two days, this party gone. And all we have is the present. So you have to live in that moment. So it's just examine that and then examine your feelings. Pull them out of you. Put them on the table. Bop, 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 observe and be like, you, you're scared and I get it. You, you're tired. You want to go home. We should have slept more. You, you're thirsty. That's something we can fix right now. You can't fall asleep and we shouldn't leave because we need interaction. Go get a drink. Then, like, one at a time, deal with the Sims needs that you yeah. can first. Um, You know, I need to pee. I'm hungry. Deal with the basic needs find the common ground with the people around you and then you look at your phone it's been 45 minutes and you don't actually remember when you got comfortable it could have been at 20 minutes and then later it's 10 minutes to be comfortable so it's like just find you again in those moments find yourself and be like why am i fighting why am i stressed why am i scared because the emotions are valid even if they're crazy at the moment like you're like whoa i'm super jealous you can still find try to be present with yourself to find why like I know, I love the visualization of, like, you know, you're putting them out on the table and, like, looking at them and, and like, they're your Sims needs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, this 
thing that I've been reading about called internal family systems. It's like, uh, Oh yeah. We talked about yeah. that before. Yeah. So that's like a therapy method where you kind of like sit down with yourself and you like ask different aspects of yourself. Like, Hey, like, why are you scared? And then every yeah. time, like another part of you tries to go quiet that voice, which is kind of like just a natural pattern that you have. And that's why that aspect that you're trying to like contact is like not taken care of. Yeah, it's just like it's totally yeah, yeah that's totally it's like, related this is just to that. Like looking at your unaddressed needs that yeah. have been there since childhood, basically, and like working with it, sitting with them, and like processing them so that well, they're cool. Well, and I I like that too, and the separate from self because sometimes we're overly critical and we blame ourselves for the emotions we're having, or like we don't legitimize it. So like what you're talking about, the removal of. Like, you have your present you, and you kind of remove these emotions to examine. Like I was saying, put them on the table. See where they came from. And a lot of times, it's legit feelings. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. just... You're not just overreacting. You're not just crazy, and you're not just overthinking. Like, even the nervousness of being social, put one of those guys there, and it's rejection sitting there. Oh, yeah. And treat it like another person's rejection. Your friend is rejected. You're rejected. Separate it from you, because sometimes... We have to do that to actually give ourselves grace that we don't ever do. Yeah. So put that emotion there and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when I told that joke and it sucked ass. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah, it's that. Like, you have legit concerns, little <laughs> yeah. small me sitting on the table. <laughs> yeah, like a little part of me, we are going to get through it. And also, hear me out, little me. That joke was rejected, but we have like a list of 27 jokes because all we do is think about that in our downtime for no reason at all. Which might be in reaction to the one time we felt rejected. <laughs> totally. But so th look how good we are. <laughs> yeah, but like we know that one didn't work yeah. and actually was learning because that's one joke we're never going to say again. <laughs> yeah. But it's like we can learn from it. The sadness or the loneliness like, oh shit, like I remember how you always extend your arm out, little me. You always extend your arm out to those that you care about. You will do anything for for them but when you have shit that goes wrong they're not there look at that guy and be like let's cultivate real friendships and let's not just try to impress mass groups of people let's cultivate closer friends who know us more deeply and yeah. the little you's like holy shit now i'm nervous too and you're like that's okay yeah. we will be but like little me if we do that that can that need can be fulfilled you yeah. know and that's like, kind of like looking at the little you that's been like piloting the mech meat suit of yourself yes, for yeah. so long and it's like you can take a rest and we'll like you know let's explore some like other different ways to yeah. like live in the world and like right. i don't know it's still like the one that's been like driving the car for a long time right you've built up like a lot of like skills with that one and so yeah. it's like that's where your abilities shine like helping people and understanding people and stuff like right. that but it's also like now let's take care of like maybe a more like central focused me that you know also wants good things for me too right well and clarification too for anybody who's like what is happening i <laughs> like to be present but i recognize all these as parts of myself which i think is super important like it's not about separating yourself and cutting yourself off from the emotion it's about recognizing they're part of you and yeah. the movie inside out great film great movie changed my perspective on a lot of things to be honest as i watched it like older i was like oh my gosh this is so accurate like each yeah. one of those are part of you it's not your emotions are not separate from you not to mention the whole touch on like sadness being incredibly important and a relatable yeah, emotion yeah. <laughs> and then you notice like the dad's driving emotion is anger and the mom's is like 
It might be sadness, but they, that doesn't mean they're always depressed. It means that those are the emotions that take the front. Yeah. But like even thinking about that with me, when I dissect it and look at that way where it's like these are parts of who I am and to reject them is not living with integrity either. So yeah. like denying yourself to be sad or denying yourself to be angry about something, you are going to ignore the major issue. If your anger is there because you feel trapped or stuck in your life and you need to change pushing the anger away is not going to help you address that there's a fundamental flaw there that's the problem is you could be like i used to think certain emotions are negative or positive yeah and that is not true it's not about that it's i mean you can use an emotion to do a negative action 100 percent, but so that's kind of reason. like when it's showing like it comes up negative when it's showing that there's something unresolved there. yeah and it's probably been under the surface a long time and you didn't let it out. Like, yeah. so by the time you're exploding, whoa, you needed to self-examine like three weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which it's not your fault. It's just something you always have to do. And then at any phase in life, you'll have a different one that you're struggling with focusing on. It's totally normal. But like to separate it from you, stay present. I think that's helped me a lot to grow because I can be the worst self-critic. And I think a lot of people are like that right. yeah. when it's like. No, like, you're valid for feeling this way. Don't act brashly. Like, think about your decisions. But where the emotion came from makes total sense. Yeah. It's like, just be real with yourself to let yourself have these feelings. That's a constant conversation, too. Are men or women more emotional? Okay, with those people, I'd like to add anger is an emotion. So if you have a yeah. guy that only expresses his anger or his angry tendencies. I don't think that the problem is just he has anger management. I think he's suppressing everything that's going on. Right. And, and anger is just, you know, anger's the one yeah. anger's the one that a lot of males feel the most comfortable sharing because they don't get shamed about being angry. They get yeah. shamed about the other ones. So it's not I think that everyone's emotional and it's perfectly normal and healthy. The only thing is examine where these things are coming from. And it's all valid. The other thing I saw is what people keep talking about, which is like, oh, what's the statistic? I forgot. Essentially, it boils down to this time in history, men in their, like, the average 30-year-old man is having the least sex ever. But I would like to relate that to the fact that it totally comes down to emotions. Some people like to blame women. Some people like to just flat out blame men, say it's their fault. For me, I think it's totally about maturing as a human and totally about growing as a person and working on that inner self. Because when you're ready to have a partner and you're ready to be intimate with a partner, if you've not done any of the self-work, I think that it's going to be a shallow affair. I think yeah. you can fulfill a need in the moment, but I feel like men just try to fill the loneliness with physical interaction because they yeah. feel that sad loneliness and they're like, how do I connect? And they go physical, because for a lot of men, it is related. Yeah. But at the same time, when they're alone, a week later, and they don't have anyone, they don't have someone they emotionally connect to, like that can feel... Yeah, yeah, it's still there. And it might be worse than last time, because they're like, I feel connected. And not that I'm saying people should be celibate. I totally don't agree with that. What I am saying is the self-work, the healing, the inner understanding of emotion, that is what will help you have those deep connections. That's interesting, because like reading the news every now and then they're talking about like how childbirth rates are down in like japan and like i think america like among millennials i guess that's 30 year old yes age yeah group and i wonder what japan's got going on because i feel like that's right. been like that for 
a longer period of time than over here. Yeah, so it's like, been a are trend. They doing so <laughs> or like, what's going on? Here? Yeah, it's been a trend because even with like the U.S., a lot of the things that inspire people to have kids was religiosity. It wasn't even like wanting to have, actually grow their family. Now, for yeah. in, in a secular world, a, a lot of people, <laughs> you want to input. Honestly, so what do you have to say about this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has feelings about it. But a lot of people are not feeling inspired to have kids because maybe the climate, like the world that we live in is really expensive, X, Y, Z. But for some people too, they don't, they're not in a relationship where they even want to expand because they haven't even grown. And I don't like to blame people for not growing, but at the same time, we can all work on that. Yeah. Whether it's, playing video games and escaping for a little bit and relaxing or it's um being more internal and removing yourself from just the emotion or whether it's you know using astrology as a tool to grow as an individual whether it's relating to people about like spooky stories and things like that <laughs> all the connection is what matters most i think that's why we mix well is because yeah. that's our foundational thing is connection, connection. Yeah. yeah connection relating to people that type of thing and adhd (laughs) (laughs) totally but yeah it's definitely that's why we think in loops we both do and we're like oh my gosh the fact that this and this is also related to this and this people don't want to work they don't have wages they don't want kids they don't want families it's all related people well it's not that they don't want to work i don't want to sound like conservative (laughs) they can't work for nothing because they want a home or everybody working over or a bunch of like millennials are working more than the past generations working harder but they own the least homes so how are they working more hours per week and not being able to have anything probably has to do with wages now they don't want a kid probably because they don't make enough and the inflation's too high so it's all connected and then and then a lot of guys are like why can't i ever sleep with anybody like i want to connect to someone and it's like well half the women don't want to connect to guys like that because they don't want a kid right now yeah it's all connected to it so it's nobody's fault it's more about personal connection relation self-work healing xyz like how it's we do 30 topics but to me they're all related (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're all connected (laughs) podcast name it's all related (laughs) yeah it it is that deep it is that deep. i was actually thinking about that as a uh podcast name like yesterday or the day before that'd be good yeah because people always try to tell me that it's not that deep and i'm like eh. a lot of times it is it's like we can just dive right into it. Yeah, why not? And then when the people right don't in. want to, a good and they say, "Oh, it's not that deep." A good way to counter is to be like, "It is that deep because it actually does affect me when you do these things." And they get uncomfortable immediately because <laughs> they don't want to have a serious conversation, and then they're gonna stop. So <laughs> it's a good way to disarm a bomb is to just be like, "Yeah, I'm actually internalizing a lot of what you're saying," and then they just look at you like, "I'm embarrassed," and you're like, "Well, it's like." Waking them back up to... Yeah. Out of REM. They're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I, I was being a shit. Huh? <laughs> I didn't even realize. Totally. I'm like, I could be topped off for coffee. That was so good. Right. No more coffee. No more coffee. <laughs> and I think I need to go pick up Amy. So All right. I feel like that was a good kind of like wrap up to it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll have some more episodes coming soon. So keep an eye out. Bye.